Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Brainwaves. Hear the world differently. Bringing community mental health to you, raising awareness and challenging stigma. Tune in to 3CR Community Radio, Wednesdays at 5pm. Melbourne's Drive Time Radio Program, featuring community organisations, powerful stories and information. Find us at brainwaves.org.au. Proudly sponsored by Wellways Australia. And welcome to Brainwaves on 3CR 855 AM, 3CR Digital Radio and 3cr.org.au. My name is Kaylin, and from the Brainwaves team today we have Rachel. And just a warning, um, in case there is anything discussing today, uh, sorry, anything we will be discussing cancer today. So if there's anything confronting for you or distressing, then you might want to tune out. Today on Brainwaves, we are speaking with Joe Bakmutsky. Is that correct? Absolutely. <laughs> Fantastic. Thanks, Joe. Joe is here today to talk about his own lived experience with mental health and his own personal journey with cancer. Joe will also be talking to us today about his podcast, Simplify Cancer, and his recently released book, Simplify Cancer, Man's Guide to Navigating the Everyday Reality of Cancer. Hi, Joe, and welcome to Brainwaves. <laughs> Hi, Kelly. Thank you so much. <laughs> Um, so, yes, I guess we could start off with your podcast. You have a podcast called Simplify Cancer um, to help others who are going through cancer. Can you tell us a bit about what motivated you to start this podcast and I guess a bit more about your own personal journey? Yeah, absolutely, Kaylin. And thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, I think where the whole journey began for me mm-hmm. was you know, um, several years ago when, you know, I really was at the perfect place of my life. I, I just met uh, someone I, I, I fell in love with. You know, we had a child together. So everything was going perfectly until one night I was in the shower yeah. and I was just getting myself clean. Mm-hmm. And my hand reached down and I felt a lump. I felt a lump on my testicle. Yeah. And that's when this cold shudder just went through me because I instantly realized you know this is why for weeks like my i felt like my underwear shrunk several sizes <laughs> oh, no. oh yeah it was like why for weeks you know i've been felt like so awkward and weird around yeah. my groin and uh you know and i raced to the doctor the next day mm-hmm. and things happened quite quickly uh, you know she sent me for an ultrasound and you know the same day i ended up at the urologist office he looked at my scans, mm-hmm. he did like this really thorough examination, and he said, look, Joe, I'm sorry to have to tell you this, but this is definitely cancer. Wow. And yeah. at that point, just everything flipped. Yeah, I can imagine. Mm. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I went I went for, I had an operation within a week, and then eventually I did nine weeks of chemotherapy because it spread to uh, my lymph nodes in my abdominal and uh, you know it's just the whole world turns upside down and because you don't know what's going on no that's right you don't know what's happening you don't know how things are going to turn out Mm. and i realized that you are completely unprepared you you have no idea what's happening and that is really what led me to begin the simplify cancer podcast because i wanted to find better ways of of tackling cancer and for people to know that 
they're not alone. Like it's, it's like 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 brainwaves, like yeah. what you guys are doing. You know, it's that idea of listening in on a conversation to let you know that you're normal. Right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Thank you for sharing that. It definitely sounds like it, you know it was a quite powerful moment for you, and and I'm glad you're here with us today. And it's, I'm assuming everything's turned out well. Yes. Thank you so <laughs> so far so good. Fingers crossed. Thank Fantastic. you. Fantastic. Um, <laughs> And I know you have a personal history with mental illness as well. Did you want to talk a bit about that? Yeah, absolutely. You know, when I was first, when I was 16 years old, I had my, my first panic attack. Um, so uh, at the time, I had no idea what that was. I was just, uh, I, I realized that I, I, I couldn't breathe. I, I, I started freaking out. I started panicking. We ended up you know, calling an ambulance. Mm. Um, but, you know, we just kind of arrived in Australia. So I don't know whether they told us that, you know, there's some mental thing going on or not. I have no idea. But I noticed that over time I started to f spend more and more time feeling like on edge, feeling like everything was overwhelming. Like I would be, you know, triggered by uh, loud sounds or okay. light. And, and I would feel so tense on the inside like it, like everything was just ready to just explode in mm. the inside and at the same time i was trying to put on this uh, kind of facade that everything's normal yeah and so i tried really really hard to be normal at the same time panicking that you know here i am i'm gonna um you know like uh, faint or i'm uh, so i don't know how it came off to other people mm. <laughs> but i guess I tried to become really good at pretending that everything was, was normal. Yeah. And so, um, you, because, and so for most of my life, I really just thought, uh, and, until I found out that this was anxiety, I, I just thought I was weird. Mm. And, and I am weird. <laughs> so, hey, weird's not, a good thing. There's well, nothing exactly. wrong with weird. <laughs> exactly. We don't want to take that away. But yeah. I mean, I thought I was really weird. Yeah. So it's been good to kind so of find you, out. So you that, thought there was something wrong, but you just didn't know what it was? or. Well, I thought there was something wrong, and there was, but there was no name for it. There was yeah. just me. So yeah. sometimes it's good to put like a name to a Absolutely. Face. Absolutely. No, I agree. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so anxiety is primarily what you've um, experienced with mental illness? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Wonderful. All right. And do you think that there might be um, a missing link between those two experiences with, say, anxiety and cancer? Absolutely, absolutely, Gail. And I think the link is really twofold. Yeah. So I think from, from one direction, uh, you know, cancer certainly leads to depression yeah. and anxiety. And we have, you know, um, evidence based to support that and, and and i think that is really a natural link because you know when you when you have cancer there is just so much uncertainty you're constantly mm -hmm. in between tests you're constantly in between scans you're constantly mm -hmm. in between treatments you have no idea what's going on you're really freaking out you mm -hmm. you don't know whether you're gonna live you don't know whether you're gonna die um so it, it, the anxiety is a natural cause of that and of course also um you know uh, depression is the other uh, part of that and uh, we know that that can be caused by uh, the diagnosis yeah. itself yeah. but also by the crippling side effects you know yeah. let's say if you're um let's say if you're a man who's had the prostate removed mm -hmm. uh, and the, if that results in the fact that you uh, cannot uh, have have sex for yeah. example yeah. that just turns your entire 
life upside down yeah. or if you're a man in that position who is wet himself and you have an as an adult let's say you're a 75 year old man yeah. and you having to put on nappies seven times a day mm. all of those things just come i just so hard to get around your head with and that that definitely i know plenty of men who speak to and that's been led to depression we have mm. you know uh, evidence uh, to support that um or you know if you're a woman who's had uh, both breasts removed yeah. like surgically removed like that's mm. that changes not only your sexuality but it changes the way you see yourself right. it changes the way you live every day yeah and not just i guess the changes after you've gone through that with cancer but also during as well like you know with any medical treatments that you may have and the changes that occur from that as well and side effects too i'm sure absolutely absolutely yeah. and so and so that that's one side of it and i think on the on the other uh, the, the other um you know end of it is if you come into cancer with you know pre-existing um you know mental health yeah, conditions uh, if you had anxiety or depression before or anything else you know um we know, we know that there's a wide spectrum of things that you know can happen to uh to all of us so if you come in with with that uh with, with that uh, in your life already you know um i know that like for me having anxiety and having uh, cancer just explode into my well, life. Well, that's what I was mm-hmm. going to say. Like, I can imagine, like, you've no. already got anxiety and then you have something that would probably provoke anxiety in someone else. You've got, like, that double whammy happening for you. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And, uh, and, and, and the other thing, of course, is, you know, people around you. You know, mm. if you have uh, maybe your partner, your family, it's an incredibly difficult thing to deal with on multiple levels. Yeah. And... Um, and I'm not sure we have a, uh, well, I'm pretty sure we don't have a good handle on that as a society. Yeah, yeah. Um, is it often reported that men find it difficult, I mean, sorry, it is often reported that men find it difficult to talk about mental illness and trauma. Have you found the same with cancer? Um, definitely in the sense that, you know, it's a hard thing mm. to talk about because yeah. it's it's personal and mm. um, it's private yeah so it's hard to talk about but you know what also i found that speaking to by now thousands of men in in, uh, in hospitals in support groups online um th- through my simplify cancer podcast i find that things have changed and I really believe that men are a lot more open That's, to talk about things yeah. when they for one thing, feel safe mm. when they feel that you know they're not going to be I don't know made fun of, or they feel that they're not going to be held up to some sort of expectations. So they're in a safe environment with you know with their friends, be it uh, family, wh- whatever environment that is, or mm. work. Uh, but also being in a position where they feel that there is trust. Mm. You know, they feel that they can open up, and I think if those things are not there. That makes things, you know, incredibly difficult because it just, it just weighs, weighs heavy on you. And I think also the other thing that I really want to bring up, and I'm a strong believer in this as well, is is that I think women are a lot better at dealing with like traumatic events in the sense that of of trying to work through it maybe? work through it yeah. you know no, I and i think it. for men the, the problem i think for us guys is that we're trying to make it sense of it in our heads first yeah so we try to 
really explain it to ourselves and rationalize it first before we really talk to anyone. Mm. But that's difficult because when you're dealing with um, any traumatic event, you when you're dealing with yeah. cancer, mm-hmm. when you're dealing with depression, when you're dealing with anxiety or any type of mental health, well, guess what? It's pretty hard to wrap your head around it. Yeah, yeah. you need to talk to other people about it. You can't just do that Sit sort of in thing. Sit silence and pretend like you're okay forever. It's eventually going to come out, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah. It's just, it's just, uh, and it's just going to hit you. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And so do you think that it's um, partly society is changing or do you think it's more um, generational um, that we're getting better at, I guess, or the men are getting better at communicating? I think it's just, um, I, I think it's it's a myth, right? Because it's an easy explanation to say um, that, you know, men don't talk about their feelings. I think it's a really easy, uh, easy explanation in the sense that it certainly has been true. But it doesn't mean that it's true now. It doesn't mean that it's true now. Yeah. I, I 100% believe that this was true 30 years ago, mm-hmm. uh, maybe 20 years ago, or maybe even 10 years ago. I don't mm. know about that, but... I don't think it's certainly not true now. And mm. I've spoken to, uh, by now, like I said, uh, men go through uh, all sorts of men, going all, all sorts of cancers, going through uh, different ages, different countries, yeah. different professions. And I've, spo- I've confirmed this again with um, uh, counselors, mm-hmm. with psycho-oncology experts. And I don't believe that men, like I said, when they feel... Uh, safe, yeah, and they when they feel trust, mm. I think they can uh, they can open up uh, once again when they kind of can yeah. wrap their head around it. So I think it's just the world's changed, changing, which is mm. good, which is very good. Yeah. Um. So when we go through hard times like issues with our physical health or mental health, support from others. I mean, we've already talked about this a little bit. Um, can often help, but it can be really hard to get support. Can you talk a bit about why you think that might be? Yeah, absolutely. I think that there's a, there's a few different reasons for that. I think first mm-hmm. of all is that it simply doesn't occur to you as an option. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't you don't see the go. Oh, I think I should call a helpline, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even though <laughs> because you're not you're not in a rational state of mind, and, yeah. and, and a lot of things simply you don't really think about that way. It's like you've got you've got this tunnel vision, and and you're just trying to get through the day. Yeah. So in many times it just doesn't occur to you to get support, to get help, whatever that support looks like. That's, I think that's one thing. The other thing I, I believe is that you don't really see a way out in the sense that you don't see anything changing. You go, you're just in a, in a place where you don't think, well, nothing is going to change. And of course, that's not true. We know that. Mm-hmm. We know that that's not true. But it can often feel like um, because you, you feel alone, if you do feel alone or you feel misunderstood in that way it's it's hard for for, for people to come out and and vocalize that support and and say hey um i need help mm. you know even i think even if you can go to that vulnerable place it's just if you don't think you're going to be heard um you know that's going to be it's going to make a huge difference and of course the last thing i think again i want to come back to trust yeah I think it's just such a huge fundamental, thing. Mm-hmm. absolutely it? fundamental. Yeah, it, even it, yeah, even in this space, I guess we know that's that same thing of feeling like you know we all trust each other, so we can sit here and talk to each other, and it's no different whether you're going through cancer or any other life event, mm-hmm. um, or even just mental health itself. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. If, if you if you feel like uh, you can trust someone, you can open up. So you know the other issue with that, of course, is. Uh, in our society now, 
we have potentially become less removed from you know from each other mm. from do- from having those social connections we've got all this technology that's you know supposedly made things easier with social media and stuff but are we really connected like face to face and you know with with real people in our lives mm. you know i think a lot of us just go through life uh, you know we go to a job and you go back to home whether you live by yourself or with a partner or with your family and maybe you don't have a lot of room for like you know r- true friendships external relationships external relationships yeah. that we all need right yeah. that we all need to have in our lives yeah. and that is a really i think a, a, a huge problem for our society today you know mm. so um, i understand that you've just released a book um called simplify cancer can you tell us a bit more about it and what mot- motivated you to write it yeah absolutely <laughs> you know when i finished my treatment which is probably about two and a half years ago and I got my all clear, I decided to write a book that's going to really tell my story to help other people. And I spent so much time writing it every single day, which was incredibly hard because I'm not a writer. I'm not, I have zero experience in this. So I spent so much time writing and I read it in a year and I was like, this is great. This is my story. But I was like, this is not really going to help anyone because it's kind of about me, <laughs> you know. And uh, so, I, so I knew that in order for it to help other people, I need to do it differently. And that's why I spent another year uh, basically rewriting this as a self-help book. Oh, fantastic. So I really like, I've compl- I pretty much threw it all away and it was mm-hmm. about, the, you know, <laughs> this thick. <laughs> you know, it yeah. was like, you know, it was probably, I would say, well, obviously, for those who can't see me, it was probably you know a thousand pages. And Good I had point. Fl- I'm just thinking, Thank yeah, goodness. no one's gonna see it, are they? <laughs> no one's gonna see that. So I threw it all away, and I wanted to strip it back mm-hmm. to like core ideas that anyone can pick up. It's just practical kind of strategies someone can just apply in their yeah. life, and 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 deal with it in in a, like just real advice. Mm-hmm. It's just really things that, um, uh, I guess worked for me. And also things that I would have done differently, knowing what I know now. So that's uh, that is why I'm so, you know, incredibly proud of the book. It's mm. because uh, I know that it can help people, and uh, I've really made it like work as a, something that someone can pick up and use. Well, I guess it's probably something you wish you had to use when you were going through it as well. Yeah, absolutely, Kelly. Like yeah. this is. This book is a like it's a conversation mm. with um, you know, a, a younger version of myself who hasn't gone through this, mm-hmm. and this is a basically me sitting down, like we sit down with a friend and saying, you know, um, basically this is what's going to happen, and this is how you can deal with it. Yeah. Uh, and and I think that it's so incredibly important to have access mm-hmm. and, and use that for. And whether you have uh, cancer, whether you um, have anxiety, whether you're hearing voices, whatever that is for you, to seek help from multiple resources, you mm-hmm. know, like uh, reading books, uh, getting helpline, talking to your friends, you know, listening to this show. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's just so incredibly important to help, uh, to find help and connection any way that you can to really help you through it. I think that's huge, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And especially, I mean, reading a book from somebody who's been through it themselves. I mean, that is obviously gives people hope. You know, it can do so much more than just offering practical skills of how to deal with this new situation. So I'm sure it would be 
very helpful for somebody who finds himself. Yeah, exactly. Because you know, like when we go through things, I mean, when you're dealing with it on, let's say, a clinical level, whether that's cancer, or whether that's uh, depression, or whatever else that might be, um, it's it's even when you do have like fantastic support from uh, you know clinical specialist, mm-hmm. I think what's really powerful, and I'm just speaking from experience here, like I've had incredible, you know, medical practitioners, you know, my oncologist, my urologist, my family doctor. But when you kind of combine it with, you know, when you combine it with the real life insight Mm. from someone who's been through it before, Mm. when you kind of get all of that as well, I think that's that's the best way to be, you know? Yeah, agreed. Um, So let's talk a little bit about your podcast as well. How long have you been doing your podcast called Simplified Cancer? So I've been doing that for probably about two years now. Um, and it's been really cool because there's been a range of things uh, that's really come through the podcast. So on one level, it's been able to interview. Uh, yeah, that was a nice segue from the last <laughs> question, like we talked about, you know, medical experts. So I've been interviewing like a lot of really fantastic medical experts, whether that's you know um, oncologists and urologists and see, uh, seeing the world through their eyes, mm-hmm. and what are they looking for, and what is their advice to mm-hmm. people who've been through it but also um people like from the psycho-oncology field you know which is really uh something that's come up from really been developed in in the research space since the 70s of of the mental i guess impact of, of how cancer affects our lives and again hearing from people who you know share their perspective from, from that angle and then also all sorts of um you know People who specialize, for example, in nutrition after cancer, incredible um, work going on there, um, exercise after cancer, you know, um, someone who deals with sexuality after cancer. So all sorts of different things. That's kind of one side of it. And the other side has been interviewing people who've been through it themselves. So it's, um, you know, cancer survivors, from, again, all different cancers, um, you know, people who've been through it. And I think that's just so important. It's it's like 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 brainwaves, like yeah. you know what you guys are doing. It's just I think it's so incredible to hear people who've been through it themselves. And the great thing about a podcast or a radio show is mm. it's like you're listening on the conversation. It's very it's almost personal. It's right? very yeah. personal, yeah. <laughs> and that's cool because you, it gives you a chance to go, hey, I'm not alone. Mm. And 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 uh, and that and I think that's a huge help. And even without knowing the people that are talking, you get still support from them, which is really great as well yeah. for the people listening to that. Absolutely. Um, what are some testimonials from those who have listened to your podcast or read your book? Uh, the biggest testimonial that uh, I have, it's been happening repeatedly, is the fact when people, you know, I get occasional email, emails from folks and they're saying, you know, thanks for doing this. I, I, I really don't feel like I'm alone. And that really has been an ongoing theme for what I've been hearing, which is like the biggest compliment that I think I can get. Um, and I'm, sh- I'm sure you guys get that as well. Mm. But I think that's, that's the biggest difference that um, I'm hoping to make mm-hmm. is uh, for people to, you know, even though there is, yeah, for example, in the book and in the podcast, overall people get like this, you know, I think fantastic amount of um, advice mm-hmm. and, 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 and guidance. But other than that, I think the big thing really is um, really feeling uh, connected to um, to other people, 
and and just another way um, for, for for really folks to feel that there is someone else going through it, and that makes you feel like you're a bit more ready to cope with it. Yeah, so you can deal with it more. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's the biggest thing for me. You know. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, so I know that. Your work is predominantly directed towards men, but do you think that women can also benefit from your work? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the podcast is um, definitely aimed at everyone. It's mm -hmm. um, whoever is going through cancer. So it's um, so that can uh, I think that can be a huge help towards men and women. I think the difference with the book, though, um, what I find the reason why I wrote it for men specifically is that. The things that we go through are exactly the same, mm. but the approach and the way that I would talk to, um, you know, to a guy, uh, to a guy friend, for example, is just different. Mm. So I think, we, like, for example, men, um, like a much bigger theme for a man would be losing control over their own life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So not that women love losing control, but like for a man, that's like a big thing that hits home. So, mm. so I think the languaging and, and the messaging around that mm. for me has been huge and really personal in that way, you know? Mm. Okay. Um, and if people did want to learn more about it, where, where can they find out information about your book or your podcast? Cool. Uh, thank you for asking that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so the podcast is available on uh, different sources, including iTunes, but the, uh, probably the best place to go to is simplifycancer.com. Mm -hmm. That's where you, know, you can download the podcast. That's where you can read the transcripts. You can search for episodes that could be relevant to you, whether that's by type of cancer, whether that's by uh, some sort of aspect of life during cancer or after cancer. Uh, there's a lot of free tools on the website about dealing with worry, which I think can also help uh, someone you know, hasn't particularly had the experience of cancer, but even something else. So I'd love to hear that. So there's so simplifycancer.com. That's the best place to, um, to get into my world. Awesome. Okay. Um, thank you, Joe, for sharing everything about yourself and about your journey and also about your podcast and your book. Um, and I wish you all the best with everything in the future. Um, we could definitely talk to you probably all day. I think we could keep going. <laughs> but um, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you, Rachel, for uh, presenting today. Um, and for our listeners, if anything that you may have we may have talked about today may have been distressing at all, um, you can call Lifeline on 131114 or Wellways Helpline on 1300 You can find more of our shows at our website brainwaves.org.au or on our 3CR website 3cr.org.au or on iTunes. Feel free to send us feedback or suggestions for our show via email at brainwaves at wellways.org. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next Wednesday at 5pm for another episode of Brainwaves on 3CR and up next is Uprise Radio. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.